It is such a privilege to be here. It is so wonderful to see you all here. And thank you, Yami, for what you are going the rest of the We are going to be transformed, all yes. of us. Yes. And we are so grateful. No, we all were in the ashes. We all are sparks <laughs> that are going to be the bright lights. Okay, my, my, I start this morning, I wanted um, to start with, we are Yahweh's sons. And we mirror Christ in the earth. Yes. And we are the stewards of the mysteries of the kingdom. Come on. For it is all about our characters. Mm. It is all about who we are as sons. And I thought at first, the Lord woke me up one night and he started sharing with me why the son was crucified before the foundation of the earth. And I thought it good to share it with you. And I first want to start because it's the most powerful blood, the blood of Jesus. And everything that was ever made was made out of him. Therefore, he was crucified before the foundation. We read in Romans 11, verse 36, For from him all things originate, and through him all things live and exist. And to him, you can say, back to him are all things directed. And Revelation 13, verse 8 says, He was slain as a lamb before the foundation of the world. And we all know Yahweh is light. Yes. We read it in John 1, a fountain of life was in him. And for his life is light for all humanity. And this light never falls to shine through darkness, fails to shine through darkness. Light that darkness could not overcome. So the blood of Jeshua shed before creation was not like our blood today. It was full of light with a fountain of life in it. Yes. So instead of, a, of Elohim to say, let there be light, he could have just have said, I release the blood of my son to sustain everything. Yes. Romans 11 says also, all things, creation, all being, all living beings, even the galaxies originate in him. Yes. And it goes on by saying, through him, all things live and exist. In other words, Jesus' blood sustains all in creation, even us. His blood keeps all that is alive in creation. Humanity, humanity, all animals, birds, fishes, trees, plants, galaxies, everything. His blood sustains. It is for me an absolute mystery. Yes. So Romans says also to him, all things are directed. Mm -hmm. That this means everything he created, heaven and earth, and all that were within the earth were originated from him, is supposed to go back in him. But so is blood through all this time. You must just think about it. Has kept our planet in position. Has kept everything in position that it goes not back to him. Any. He falls all and is in everything. So Colossians 1.17 says, He existed before anything was made. And now everything finds completion in him. And Colossians 3 says, Christ is all and in all. So now we understand why Jeshua was crucified before the foundation of the world. To get us and all the planets intact. Yes. Isn't it wonderful? Wow. It's mind-blowing, actually. 
We owe our lives to his blood. No one of us would be here today without his blood. But now, where in the heavens did this crucifixion take place? In Revelation 4, verse 6, John said, and in, the, in front of the throne of God, there was a pavement like a crystal sea of glass, which was the blue sapphire floor. And this blue sapphire floor is none other than the trading floor where the Son of God, the, the priest king of the Most High, is offered himself as a living sacrifice for his blood to sustain all creation. Yes. So we all know in the Old Testament, the every covenant was sealed with blood. But in the New Testament, the covenant was sealed with the blood of Jeshua, the highest price imaginable. But after creation and the fall of man, Yahweh had to trade his only begotten son, physical on the cross, on the trading floor, so that in the spirit realm, a purchase was made because Jeshua traded his life, his blood, his body, so that redemption could be traded back into humanity. This is how the spirit realm works. Jeshua needed to trade himself physical as a perfect once and for all living sacrifice for the salvation of mankind. After the fall in the Garden of Eden, there was no ability for godliness to penetrate and elevate the physical world. But Yahweh came down from heaven to give Moses the law, the Ten Commandments. And suddenly, Sinai, the physical mountain, became a spiritual mountain. And Yahweh inaugurated the process whereby the physical would become a godly place again, as we read it in Exodus 24. Yahweh came down on Mount Sinai in so much glory with the smoke and fire and lightnings. And the, 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 the Israelites were so afraid, frightened because of that. And under his feet was a breathtaking pavement of blue sapphire, yes. which was none other than the footstool of his throne. Yes. And the Israelites were too afraid to come near this majestic action of Yahweh's glory. So they said, please, Moses, go you, go you up and to receive the Ten Commandments. And Yahweh wrote with his finger on exactly the same sapphire stone, the Ten Commandments. But we know later on, it, uh, Moses that it, it had to do it himself again. So the law, the law of God actually derived from the throne of God. And only those who really have the fear of the Lord could ever walk continuously on the footstool of God's throne, the blue sea of glass. And Yahweh, who is love, wanted to pour out his love on his whole family. Now, who is his family? His offspring, humanity, it is us. And till today, he's after the nations. He's not interested in ministries. His intention is to save his whole creation. Yahweh yes. is a spirit breath, light, fire, and glory. And everything in the physical world he created is actually a, a reflection of Yahweh's world. So his essence of glory and light is in every substance of the earth. By but he nature, his nature is love. Did you know? Science say now, when a baby is born, there's light in it. There's, when it, when yeah. it is conceived, they in, uh, they discover this light um, there. And in every plant and everything they say is light, because that is God's essence. He is light. And so one day. As I meditated on the spirit of the fear of the Lord, I suddenly saw a massive big cross 
on the globe with Jeshua hanging on that cross. And the moment Jeshua gave his spirit over to his, to his father, golden glory flowed from his loins. And that golden glory flowed first over the cross, and from there it started all flowing, flowing all over the globe, till the whole earth was covered with this golden glory. And Yahweh said, this is a prophetic, to see that my plan is the whole world must be filled with yes. my glory. Yes. But as he said, at this moment when he was crucified, he opened that way for his glory to fill the earth. But so many people are still, they are still um, uh, slumbering. They are not, they do not know they, they are the potential glory carriers of God. And they never engage with the spirit of the fear of the Lord, for they do not know and follow always their purpose and their destiny. Yes. And each one of us know, each one, every person on this earth has got a destiny, yes. has got a purpose. Yes. But the Lord said, when the Kairos time comes, they will be awakened. Amen. So it is still in progress. So his glory fills all and everything, knowingly or for some people unknowingly. But David, with such an intimate relationship with Yahweh, knew Yahweh's heart for the nations, and he wrote in Psalm 2, For he has decreed over me, you are my favorite son. He talked now to Jeshua. And as your father, I have crowned you as my king eternal. Today, I became your father. Ask me to give you the nations. You see, yes, it again. And I will do it, and they shall become your legacy. Your domain will stretch to the ends of the earth. And in Psalm 110, David wrote, Yahweh has taken a solemn oath and will never back away from it, saying, you are a priest for eternity after the manner of Melchizedek. So did you know there was a Melchizedek of heaven and a Melchizedek of the earth? The one or the King Messiah, who is Christ from heaven, and King David from the earth. In Revelation 22, 16, Jeshua said, I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright morning star. So Christ is the spiritual root and the physical offspring of King David. But Melchizedek that Abram gave ties for was Christ, but not yet, yet made flesh. Melchizedek was Christ being perfected who became the author of eternal salvation to all those who obey him, being called by Yahweh a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. But Melchizedek of the lower world, the Malkut, and Melchizedek, the king of Salem of the upper world, where he visited Abram in Genesis 14. We see here already the lower world and the upper world were linked together. For the lower world is part of the whole, and the whole is one. And Melchizedek was the priest of the Most High God, and the priest is required to bless the Malkut, the world. So as he blessed Abram and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be the Most High God, which has delivered your enemies in your hand. And Abram gave him ties of all. So here, the upper world ministers to and bless the Malkut, the lower world. So when Melchizedek, priest king of the Most High God, appeared to Abram in Genesis 14, as the king of peace, as the king of righteousness, um, he brought bread and wine. We know it as communion. And with it, shared the Mosai's plan, salvation plan, 
and to share the gospel with Abram. After this, Abram's eyes of faith opened and was set on a city with unshakable foundations, whose architect and builder is God himself. And Abram was phenomenal. He wrote many things after that that we never learned and we never heard about it. But we are, I'm busy with it. <laughs> so we in union with Jeshua became as him the priests after the order of Melchizedek. So we are just as Jeshua, one with him. So we become the priests of Melchizedek, just as he. And we have access to Yahweh in the heaven while we are here on the earth. Isn't it wonderful? You opened, he actually opened the way for us. So we lay our, our lives down as living sacrifices on the altar, just as Jeshua did it on the cross. Why an altar? Because an altar is the place where we separate ourselves to have an encounter with Yahweh on a deeper level. Because we are now able to navigate the depths of Yahweh's heart. So the altar is not always the place of sacrifice, but it is also the PowerPoint to draw spiritual and supernatural strength. Because the moment you empty yourself, Yahweh come and he fills you. And that is what makes the difference of our lives in this world. Because when we step in a room, who is stepping in? Christ. It's not us. But we must acknowledge it. And we must be aware of it. That we are not just um, wishy-washy. We are sons. And we have Christ live his life in and through us. Yes. So we must remember, heaven is spiritual. And when John came, when uh, Yahweh said, you come up higher, yes. he saw, he went through the door and he, he saw the throne with the four living creatures around the throne, the lion, the ox, the eagle, and the man. And then he saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain standing in the center of the throne. And I asked Yahweh, why is the lamb not part of the four, four living creatures? Why is it separated, standing in the center of the, of the throne? And Yahweh said, the lamb and the lion were the exact same man. Jeshua means fully God, fully man. Wow. So the lion is fierce and powerful, and his conquering ability was displayed in the life of Jeshua. But when John, John started weeping, weeping because there was no one worthy enough to break the seams of the scroll, the seven seams, the angel came to him and said, don't weep. The line of Judah is the only worthy one that can break the seals. And John looked, where is this line of Judah? And all that he saw was the land that it has been slain. You see, Jeshua always conquered and overcame by his fierce love who willingly laid down his life as an obedient servant, fully surrendered in his obedience to death, as we see it in John 3, 16. As, and we, as king priests, stand at the altar in union with Jeshua. We perceive the love of Jeshua, that he would lay down his life for us by imitating him. And that is what we do, huh? we, by imitating him, we then lay our lives down for the brethren and the nations. Yeah, this is how we live out what Jeshua did for us. Jeshua conquered by love and not by force. Therefore, we never prove to a person he is wrong. And that was a problem with me. I always did that. But the, thank you, 
for his love. He's teaching us all the way. The more you love, the more the carnal mind started trembling. We can never have the authority to judge someone before you are not willing to die for that person. How did Joshua look like a lamb? He opened not his mouth. He reviled not back. He never resisted to promote himself. His enemies were consumed by the brightness of his person. He was meek and therefore worthy to receive glory, honor, power, and riches. The nature of the lamb is what makes him the lion of the tribe of Judah. Only this lamb nature will be granted to sit at the throne with him. We must take that. <laughs> this is the key to the glory. This humbleness, this meekness. So fear not, little flock of new breed. It is your best good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Yes. We've already have it. Yes. Yes. So keep priests of your being. The more we abide in the nature of the Lamb, we'll have the strength to conquer as lions. Yes. This is our identity as a king priest after the order of Melchizedek. Yes. As a king priest, you step into the big flame of Yahweh's desire for you and let go of everything because you abandon yourself to the heavens. Yes. You let go of the fear of dying. You let go of your body. Yeah. You let go of your name, your nationality, yeah. your home, your family. Yeah. It is only you and Yahweh. Yeah. You see, and that is why he gives you then, when you are prepared to do that, he will give you a new name. He will yeah. give you a new family, yeah. like he did with us. And a new home far beyond the shadow lands of the earth into the substance where you no longer live and embrace a new order, a new functionality. Nancy Cohen says, Yahweh called the remnant of sons to be the pioneers, the forerunners in this new era of awakening ordained by Yahweh. But she says, only 10% of these remnant sons will be exactly like Jeshua like the peace kings after the order of Melchizedek. Why? To be a, to be a priest king of that order will cost you your life. You will be so in unity, in oneness with Jeshua, so immersed in him that people will not know the difference. As I said the other day, you will walk like him, talk like him, act like him. Okay, when you make the choice to be part of that 10%, but it is a choice. It is not for everyone. You have to make a choice. If you want to be of that 10% people, the priests, you must know for Jeshua, when he sees it, it all of you, he's focus on you because you just as him will mirror the incarnate word face to face with Yahweh because he's the word eh? and so because Jeshua mirrored himself in you he found a face in you that portrays only your future your features your touch the guidance of your voice the compassion of your gaze the lines of your smile the warmth of your person and presence only mirror, mirror Jeshua. So sadly to say, it is not all sons who are willing to offer themselves as living sacrifices on the altar of death. Let us be the imitators of Christ who surrendered his life as a sacrifice for us. He, his great love for us was pleasing to God like an aroma of adoration, a sweet healing fragrance. When an offering is made on the altar, there is always fire, 
as Sharon said, on the blue sapphire floor is always fire because the altar is there. What do you do at the altar? You lay yourself down. You humble yourself. There's always fire and the offering on the altar is like a sweet smelling flavor to Yahweh on the throne. And to offer yourself willingly is a real sacrifice. It is not anyone that is going to do it. Remember, all in heaven, I say it again, is spiritual. So to display the character of the priest, whoever walks on the sapphire floor continually shows his wisdom, shows and stands, he stands for love and commitment and is claimed to be useful in encouraging faithfulness and loyalty. You see, it is all about the character. So every priest standing on this sapphire stone has peace of mind, serenity and prosperity with divine favor because this is the trading floor in heaven and also a foundation stone of the new Jerusalem, the celestial Jerusalem. And we all know we are Jerusalem. We are the new Jerusalem. Therefore, the priests stand for the truth, stand for correctness, honesty, with a holy, holy indulgence. To give your own life as a living sacrifice, you are just as Joshua, an atonement before Yahweh in absolute humanity. Although Yahweh gave us all the nations as our inheritance, we must be very cautious, never curse your inheritance. You know, the government make us so cross them sometimes, but they, they are our inheritance, all of them, all the people of the nations. Therefore, a priest never expose the people's corruptions and mistakes. We rather stand in the gap for this. Was a lesson for me too. We have to forgive, and when, when we judge, it must be done in righteousness that brings life. Yes, the key of Melchizedek is to never speak to someone to put things down but to give it the right perspective. The moment when a ruler judge without mercy, it opens the gates for demonic, demonic forces to come in. So without the intimate love relationship with the father, as a priest, you cannot rule as a king. Then you become a dictator because you have to have mercy to have the character of Yeshua who is love. I just want to testify how our father set me free. And uh, I've got the struggle. How many preachers so anointed pray already for me and I still walk. I'm better, but I'm not, I'm not where I want to be. So, and we all know our inheritance is immortality. And to be an immortal being, you have to be divine health. You know, and that I haven't got it. So I just felt, Yahweh, something must be wrong. Something is not right. What is it done? What is not right? So one day in meditation, I was suddenly in the outer court of Moses' tabernacle. And I saw myself as a priest at the brazen altar sacrificing a young calf. After that, I saw myself washing my hands in the water, the water basin made of copper, which was laid out with mirrors. While I washed, was, uh, washed my hands in the blue water in this copper basin, I saw my reflection in the mirror, but my image was like the image of Christ. But the next moment, I stood in front of the altar on the blue sapphire floor before the throne of God. But in my most inner being, I was still heartbroken for why do I not get healed? And Yahweh looked at me. His eyes were filled with so much love. And as I stood there and could not move, for his love showers over me like a wave. 
and another wave, and another wave. It was absolutely awesome. And then he said to me, you are washed, you are cleansed, you are blameless and flawless in love. And in that moment, I experienced so much bliss and so much love emanating from him. And suddenly, there was a major shift in my perspective of him. I just stood there in absolute awe and wonder. He set me totally free. Now I'm at peace. I, I, I give myself to him. And on his time, he will do what he knows is necessary. So, I'm, and suddenly I knew, but my future is not in front of me. It is inside of me. Because your, the, the words of your mouth, that is your reality in life. So we haven't got the future. It is within us. So we are all carriers of the glory. And Paul said, as we share in his suffering, we shall also share in his glory. We read in Revelations 21 about the city, the New Jerusalem, and he said, But I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city had no need of the sun or the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light. Yes, he was willing to be humiliated. Hanging naked on the cross to yield unto the Father's will. He obeyed unto death. He made himself of no reputation. How does the Lamb's nature translate then in the glory of God? That golden global glory. We as the earthly temple, only, the only glory is found in the Lamb. The, but because it is the Lamb the lamp's nature that brings in the illumination to make us the light of the world. It is only that nature that really makes us the light of the world. So the glory is not nothing else than the laid down nature of the lamp. And the light is the lamp himself because he lives in us. Okay? And we as God's sons, are already demonstrating this glory in the earth because we adopted and received the impartation of the Lamb's identity. And the glory filling the whole earth will be acknowledged in our time. I believe it, my whole heart. All of the earth is busy changing. What we carry in our hearts is slowly busy changing the world and history. There has never been a time like this. Look around you. The whole world is in chaos. But on the other hand, there was never been sons like this. Yes, so we realize by now, even new brief is strategic. What Yahweh is doing in this nation. Each one of you here is so important in this change. When you are not here, when we gather, that your ref, your frequency, yes. your vibration yeah. is so much needed yeah. because yeah. that is sent out in the, in the come on, yeah, to the earth, to all the places. It is so so. Please don't try always to be here because yeah. that is so important. There is nothing like a corporate anointing. And are you already, you are already work, working in the good works. Yahweh prepared, prepared for your sons. He prepared for us good works before time. Did you take up your position as a son in the earth? Are you wide awake? What happens around you? And what, what happens in our country and in the world? Ashira woke us all up a week ago, yes. and she asked, when you scroll through social media or see something on the news out of sync with the kingdom, do you act accordingly? Do you take authority 
and speak life into that situation? Do you really stand in the gap, gap and do not let go until you see results on your action? Do you contact another son and say, let's be in agreement on this situation? Power is a release in agreement. And we as release as sons, our decrees, our nations and frequencies and our decrees cannot return void. But it will accomplish what it sent it for. So we have to declare and decree daily to see bliss and salvation and shalom in our societies, in our country and global. Yeah, we believed in us. He believed that you know it. He believed in you. Therefore, he has chosen you, each one of us. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do the good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. So we have to walk in that good works. To bring the restoration, the bliss and shalom to creation. Isn't it good works? But in this process, he detached us from totally from the worldly system. After this, you you, you are not influenced influence anymore by circumstances and things. You live above it. Therefore, you are so in submission with Yahweh, so in submission with Jeshua. You live in complete submissiveness, unitedness, and surrender to the Father's will that Jeshua demonstrated. Yahweh called you to be a ruler in our nation Amen. and in the world with Amen. the faces of lions, yes. but with the hearts of lambs. Yes. So, let us as sons never be silent. Amen. Let your sound be heard over the whole earth. Yes. And creation is waiting for the sound of the sons. Because creation, we all know it, responds on these sounds. Be bold. Be fearless. Yes. Yahweh wants the whole creation saved and healed. And he's depending on us. He gave us this, this earth. And we are the co-creators in the spirit. Yes. So, and we are surrounded by trillions of angels to support us, yes. to bring healing, deliverance. Yes. And you know what? When we are so in unity, it, uh, the angels may sometimes bring fire when needed. Yes. Yes. We have to be so transparent, be so purified and sanctified but we decree only life, healing, and restoration. And we are even allowed to go to the courts of heaven to ask for justice for the oppressed, the victims, and immorality, and corruption, but always in righteousness. Therefore, even the fivefold ministry is in essence primarily Levitical. It is not Melchizedek because it is not permanent. Paul said in Ephesians 4, until we all come to the oneness of faith. So it is not permanent. Now Hebrews 3 verse 1 says, consider the apostle and high priest. Now who's the high priest? It's Jeshua. And he's also Melchizedek. So the apostolic breaches here in the Melchizedek. And Hebrews 1, 1 tells us the focus in the old world, the old order, was God spoke to the people through the prophets. Yes. Okay? Yes. But now in the new order, yes. the focus is the prophet. That Yahweh spoke now through the son. That is when the Lord speaking to you himself in yes. your spirit. Yes. Far surpassing when any man prophesied to you. The problem of the charismatic movement is they are aiming for the earth. And we aim for the things above. Amen. Then we, we ascend. And when we come down from heaven, as light, we come down as life-giving spirits. Amen. And release 
different, a different frequency, a different energy, a different yes. overshadowing. Yes. And it all depends. You may have, <laughs> you may have even a transfigured body. Yes. And that is what we are aiming now for. Trans Lord, we need to have be yes. to be transfigured. So never stake your life on a prophecy, but on the voice of your feelings. I'm looking for, I'm not looking for a word. I am filled with the word. I am the word in flesh. Because we all know the spirit realm works by trading. And the trading flow of heaven exists to expand the kingdom of God, not only in the earth alone, but in the unseen galactic areas as well. And it is not about money, it is about you as a son of God, stewarding the revelations of the kingdom. Here at the trading floor, you exchange something you desire you to have in your position. Because the biggest trade to, to place on Calvary, we all know it, Jesus Christ of Nazareth exchanged his life for ours. But first, you know, this verse lived in me for weeks now. I want to read again, Acts 3 verse 19. And now you must repent and turn back to God so that your sins will be removed, so that times of refreshing will stream from the Lord's presence. Isn't that what we need? Times of refreshing. We so many people, when you look around the Everyone struggles to survive. Every, most people, it is not easy times anymore. And we really need the stream of refreshings from the Lord's presence. We can only have that stream in His presence. And the Greek word for refreshing is anasuxis. I don't know if it's, I pronounce it right, but anyhow. And it literally means to blow again by his breath immensely. Wow. Wow. So it is the breath of Yahweh blown in a very strong way. Wow. Awesome. We are coming to a shift in this nation by the decrees of yes. the sons yes. in their prayers. South Africa is in chaos and millions of people here in our country are crying out, help us, oh God. Every week you get some a prayer or a thing on WhatsApp to say, let's pray for our country. Mm. Our people are desperate. But what now? He, Yahweh said to me, he allowed this desperation. Sure. When bad things going on for a while, Yahweh is busy awakening people. Oh, he shows at Africa, you're in trouble if God is not showing up. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the desperation is real. And yes. the awakening that is happening is real. Amen. And Yahweh is going to breathe a mighty rushing wind of fire. Therefore, I asked Yahweh, and he gave me this word. He said, to each one of us, Yahweh says, my sons, I am gathering from the north, the east, yes. the west, and the south, across every nation, priests and kings who have understood that this is a new day in my kingdom. Amen. This is a high calling of ascending my mountain to the gathering of the gods and the kings. You see? We are kings, but there are many gods in the world. Not God with a capital letter. Many idols and things. And uh, so as you come to step into mindfulness, that is the emptying, emptying of every worldly way, thought and word. And as you step deeper into my fire, you will meet with my heart's desire, which will ignite you as a burning light and you will be filled with heavenly frequencies that will distort every worldly frequency around you. Yes. They will seek you because your heart will begin to reflect the truth about my heart 
for the nations and the love you carry will be the leaves of the trees with healing for the nations. My presence and vibrations of the sound of my word of life through you will reverberate and send out waves of my glory to bring in the rich, the poor, the greatest of sinners will run to my presence. Way in you, in you, in you, in me. His presence must be, must be visible, tangible in us. Where we walk, we have to change atmosphere. Where we stand, when we spoke a word, people must hear. When Jesus spoke, they immediately hear, yes, someone I am. Yes, someone with authority. He doesn't speak like the Pharisees. He's someone with authority. Because Yahweh loves people. People, he loves people. He loves them. He loves the sinner. He loves those that don't understand. He loves them. He loves those that oppose him. He loves the thief on the cross. He loves those that hurt him. But in spite of it all, we know he still saves. He gave vision and prophetic words and dreams. And he said something new is coming that we as sons created by our decrees. We gave us, he gave us what to say, and we've said it. Yes. Awaken all the sons, Yahweh. We call forth revival across this nation. We call forth your fire. We call forth your breath like a mighty wind and the spirit of revelation and wisdom come on the people to open their eyes, to see and seek your glory. We have this, we need his glory, his glory. That is what we need. Wrap all the, I said to Father, wrap up all the revivals in one powerful outpouring of your spirit. That signs and wonders and deliverance are already here, but we need more. Scales must come off of the eyes. Prickles must come home. Lukewarm preachers must be, must be filled with his fire and glory to be on fire like never yes. before. We speak to the government. We call false media to do. We speak partly principles back into the education system. But Africa, you shall be Of 
eternity. Because it produces an eternal weighty glory far beyond our, any comp comparison. Let us come and replace that unwanted patterns deep within us with more of this weighty glory. And we trade the hidden places of our hearts in for a deep wisdom. Come and balance all your emotions and make it easier to express ourselves by trading here on the altar on the blue sapphire floor, where we might trade that seemingly impossible ways in to be empowered by Yahweh, the living God. We trade every powerless action in that the power of the kingdom soaks in us. And angels are moving on our behalf with a great miracles that cause supernatural events to change things. And when you are sincere, the words in your trading might just be start a domino effect in your life and all may come in line. Each one of us here today has got something to trade in our praise. All of you now come and walk on this blue sapphire floor while you build an altar in the spirit to trade whatever you need or whatever you want. Come, sons, Yahweh is hovering over us. Come, sons, come, let us trade and let, let us become perfect because. We have to be perfect to change this world. We have to have strength. Come, sons, come, come. Amen. Okay. I just want to say, I want us to do 